Harumph, Harumph. Hey, I didn't get a Harumph out of you. Welcome to the Curiosity Public Podcast. My name, Dutch. I name Jules. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's not happy. <laughs> he was trying to fool us like he froze there. He's never down for the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a very, very uh, serious person. You're a serious drinker. Very, drinking, very. You're all serious. Very. All right. Very. Well, super cereal. <laughs> Super salad, I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, interesting topics here for this podcast. Before we get to that, of course, we got to talk about what is in our glass. Jules, I saw you reaching for a bottle there. It looked like a blue <laughs> was it label. a familiar label? <laughs> <laughs> I think I drank that on the last podcast. Well, what I'm you got going there? to, yeah, you did. I'm going to uh, Glenmorgie Cadbull <laughs> Estates. Nice. And eh, about three quarters through. I'm getting there. I, I'm just I gonna give you new to crack on the horizon. I think you have a backup of that. So I think there's another I do actually. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> is that in the vault? Is that is the vault not part of your 10 ball collection? One, that is not part of my uh, regular rotation. Okay. So you have a separate vault of like backups hidden. Of like two. Uh, okay, not many. Okay, got it. <laughs> no. All right, Dylan. Uh, can't wait for this one though. Haven't had right. it in a while. I have and I'm enjoying Foursquare 2009. Oh, yeah. Nice. The exceptional cast selection. It was weird because randomly, um, you know, I got that alert from my email saying that the thing that I ordered months ago finally came in. Yeah. I said, I wonder what it is. Sure enough, it was the uh, Four Roses. Four Roses. Oh, I'm sorry. Four Roses. Man, I still have four roses. Bourbon on, my on the mind. brain. I still got bourbon on the brain. I, you know, I had that on my mind. Quick notes: the flavor and the aroma. You know, classic Foursquare. I gotta say, it brings you back home. However, there's a component of shibboleth in here. Uh oh. Yeah, which is really interesting. Very so. interesting. Well, I, I gotta try it. I, my, I got. Just my leave email it at that. <laughs> a couple of day, a couple of days after. Boring. You, so. Okay. <laughs> I gotta pick mine up uh, this week, so I'm looking forward to cracking that. Um, yeah. And we gotta get review out man people are ravenous for the foursquare reviews dude mm, mm. we gotta work on that i am pouring some yamazaki 12 wow a, fancy man, pretty big drop of this someone must have recently. prepped this uh, episode <laughs> <laughs> hey you guys knew the topic just as well as i did <laughs> Um, but this stuff did hit uh, one of the big chains down here. And I'm a little bit disappointed that the price is as high as it is now. I mean, like, this is a chain that well, we're talking about BevMo that doesn't usually mark up too much. Yes, they do. I mean, like, it's not as crazy. It's not like a... Oh, yeah. Okay. You True. Know, Relatively speaking, yes. Relatively speaking, it's usually pretty good. But yeah, their regular price now for Yamazaki 12 and Hakushu 12 is like one 120 No, it's one twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Well, right. you get the $10 off coupon. So it's like... Okay, yeah, sure. one twenty. <laughs> It's like a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's always one. There's yeah. always a Bed Bath coupon. And, and that's the thing is they've lost their power over me. Because it used to be like I'd get that coupon and be like, oh, I got to go get something at Bed Bath. But now it's like, uh, they literally well, it's because the coupons used week. to be really good. It used to be like 20 bucks for 100. 20 off 100. Spent. Yeah, 20 they'd 100. Have the percent, yeah. They'd have the percent ones too. Oh, yeah. The percent ones. Yep. Not yeah. anymore. Now I mean, all I ever get is like the $10 yeah. 100. It's always spent. the $10 now. Yeah. We'll see if GoPuff does something special, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Dutch is a huge fan of GoPuff. <laughs> if you listen to our previous podcast. Oh, my God. Well, how many times have you brought that up? <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> hey, he's I'm all about the, get, the gig economy worker. I'm hoping that GoPuff just buys us out because they don't want us to keep talking crap about them. But I went into the my local store, my local Bebmo, and they've been converting all of them, you know, to like have all the crap for GoPuff, which They're is like GoPuff fulfillment centers. But it's like, yeah, it's like you know, the GoPuff selection is like what you would find in like a 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, like, dude, or yeah. CVS, man. So like there's basically like three aisles of 7-Eleven and the rest is just like smaller <laughs> aisles of Bebmo. It's all the same stuff they used to have. But the employees are like, we don't know what is happening. Yeah. They like, they seem like they have no idea. I was asking like, so when are you guys going to start going on the app? Because the app's still not working around here. At least not in California. Yeah, well, no, in Northern California it is, but not in Southern no, California. It isn't. No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I heard it's not working there either. So. Anyway. It ain't so working. They don't know. Three minutes They're away. Like, we don't know. It's supposed to be next month. It's supposed to be next month. For our listeners, a couple of uh, revelations in the previous podcasts that uh, Dutch, number one, actually loves GoPuff. And number <laughs> two. And number two, he just drinks White Claw all the time. That's all he. Yeah, does. I call White Claw Yamazaki Twelve. That's my code yeah. word. Uh, all right. No, he calls well, it the Claw. The Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch does not follow basketball, dude. So he has no, no idea of this reference. Uh, Dutch comes into our parties and goes, "Hey, dudes, are you guys drinking the Claw?" And we're like, "Who is this guy?" Who invited that guy? <laughs> Who invited the white guy to show up? Be stupid. Uh, all right. The claw. Oh, man. You know, the claw just reminded me, though, of uh, Kung Pao. Mm. <laughs> That's why yeah, I started exactly. laughing so hard. All right. Our article, our first article that we're going to talk about in this podcast is about uh, travel retail, which is regrowing, they say. So obviously took a big hit last year during uh, COVID, and um, it is now coming back. I mean, this this was specifically pointing to Central and Eastern Europe. And, you know, it's I don't think it's still still hasn't reached the levels of pre-COVID, but it's, it's on a rebound. You know, we kind of saw this happen too right like a lot of brands even before covid like they weren't doing as much special stuff for duty yeah. free right yep. but it seems like there's going to be a, there's like a little bit of a rebound now i've i've heard about some special travel retail only bottles coming out so it seems like it could be because i think there's an anticipation that people are really going to be wanting to travel uh, yeah but they've <laughs> restricted flights <laughs> from <laughs> from the u.s no i know but i'm talking like six months from now like yeah, I mean, true. as things start to open up hopefully if that ever happens again i mean eventually it will but like i think the that the uh, I think the distillers are kind of banking on that, and uh, and I'm hoping I'm looking forward to traveling again and picking up travel exclusive stuff. So that that is a fun thing. It is. I gotta say, I it's mean, for our list, yeah, for our listeners, if you have the privilege of traveling um, outside the United States, you can have multiple excuses to have fun. So number one, you know, obviously going to a new destination to have fun. But <laughs> every single time I go somewhere, I set aside time for what would that one guy say? Hunting. So we go hunt for stuff. So. You go hunt for stuff, but. Also, I mean, I always also set aside time at the airport. I always make sure right. I get I'm there, there early, early yep. so I can spend plenty of time looking through the duty free on mm-hmm. the, both leaving the U.S. Because sometimes you'll find things absolutely in the international terminals in the U.S. Yeah. You're like, holy crap! I didn't know that that was available. And likewise, coming back always, or you know, any any legs in between. I always try to have time to scope it all out. Yeah, the airport near me. If you fly international, you have access to the Woodford uh, Reserve, the special releases, Masters uh, Collection, mm-hmm, Masters Collection. Yeah, you have. Nice. They have. All of it. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, you can pick nice. up all of them. Um, That's pretty cool. So you just have to show your uh, international ticket. Yeah, and I actually went in and I said, "Do you know who I am?" 
Who am I? I am Mr. International. No, I, I, I would say, I was like, come on, man. You know, give me, give a guy a break. Let me just, uh, you know, take all these. And uh, he's like, no, you need to. Why me. do they actually say like limit? No, I said, you need a passport. No. You, need, you need to show me your uh, ticket. International ticket. Yeah, 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 yeah. To leave the U.S. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I was flying locally. So <laughs> it's like, dude, I'll pay the tax on it. Just let me buy it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. On. Right. Yeah. Well, you were flying locally. How'd you even get into there? It's a mixed terminal. It's a mixed terminal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Cool. I mean, they I allow you, you to I browse. I you were going to share some new ninja way that Dylan gets around. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll get around the TSA. Yeah, he right? found a golf yeah. cart and he like drove it out onto the tarmac and like went to the other terminal. He put mm-hmm. on like the TSA jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He watched the guy type the code into the door and just exactly. followed it. Yeah. I don't know why they don't hide that code. I don't know. You know, again, talking about my ute, I have this like weird habit of watching people put in their secret codes uh, into doors and stuff so that, you know, I can get in there. In fact, yeah, I know I've, I've seen you watch me type my code into my phone a few times. It's kind of disturbing. Oh, I, I don't remember that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I know like the bathroom codes for every McDonald's near my place. Did you find out the code to get to the back room at five guys so you can get your milkshake? Oh. <laughs> You know, they don't even have a code. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, everything's connected to the Internet. Oh, wow. You should so. just hack it. Uh, well, anyway, speaking of travel, there's another interesting article here from Chilled Magazine, which is kind of like a bartender's magazine. And it's about the history of the highball, or as it is called in Japan, the highboru style drink. Hi-boru. And, and uh, it, it's actually an interesting article because I didn't really know the yeah. history of the name. And it comes from like railroad lingo where there was like a ball in the water tank or whatever. And when it, I don't know, when it gets to the certain level, the conductor would yell out two short, one long, which was like told the crew that there's enough steam power and that's basically the recipe for a highball so two short two two um, to one two to one ratio basically of <laughs> yeah. soda to two short threw me off because i started thinking about yeah. two short <laughs> uh, two parts soda to one part spirit and then of course you know adding uh, ice and lemon kind of makes a, a really nice drink so you know there's a lot of history of where the drink came from in the ni- early 1900s and all that but where it's evolved to and how in japan it's such a big deal that suntory have these actual highball machines a toki highball machine and i guess we had talked about this before but i had completely forgotten it i know dylan says i've got memory problems but i think that's the coolest thing during the summertime there's nothing like a highball like on ice a little bit of lemon sitting outside it's just fantastic man no yeah no i completely agree with you but i've actually never made one with toki have you guys ever made a highball with toki no that's actually what i was gonna say i haven't made i, one I don't own toki i can't have drink a bottle toki. you know the funny thing mm-hmm. is is that bottle is on our set i think it's on the in the background mm. oh I think I, I think I put it there after we filmed our centauri drink through and it's just sat there i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> There's no good reason for that one. It's funny because I was gonna say I do not remember a Toki bottle like at the studio. I think and, it's because I yeah. probably because I just don't look at the shelves. <laughs> I think it's directly behind Dylan. I don't know. Maybe no we took it down, that. and I'm just again maybe my memory is gone. Um, usually when I'm making a highball, I will make a ranch water instead and use tequila. <laughs> mm. But I, I mean, I make a, a highball. For a I while, mean, I was making Stag Junior highballs just because the bottle of Stag Junior I have, I don't like very much. Mm. I think you can use anything, anything with soda 
soda and citrus, it works really well. Tequila, any kind of whiskey, you'll have a, a really tasty drink. You don't remember us talking about this? Um, they hacked the Suntory highball in the US so that it uses more than just like the um, Suntory stuff. They've been using the um, rye, like high rye and rye instead of the uh, Japanese whiskey. we talk about it on a podcast or do we just talk about it? Yeah, I don't remember talking about it on a podcast, but I remember us talking about it actually. I don't remember either. I do remember hearing it being like, or that, that it got hacked. I mean, I don't know how much of a discussion we had on it. <laughs> maybe you just give us the headline. Yeah, maybe you sent the link on yeah. a messenger thread and I just never clicked on it. And that's why mm. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I mean, I don't really drink highballs. I guess well, okay. it, it would well, be if nice. You, if you are, you know, if you have to order a cocktail, what do you go for then? Uh, most of the time, if I'm ordering a cocktail, it's, you know, since we're doing Japanese, omakase or have the bartender, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Because I don't lean toward one or the other. I, I'm looking for an experience. So a colleague that I know uh, who looks for old fashions everywhere all around the world, I don't do that. If I go to those bars, usually it's like really unique. They have all these specialties. So I say, you know, give yeah, me your Give specialty. me your signature cocktail. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I learned this from Jules. I have, I will have to say. I think yeah, Jules taught me that. because like, I remember he said, like, we went to some restaurant. And he's like, yeah, I just order the first thing on the menu because that's what they're known for. They got to be known for that. Right. Yeah. Or you ask the waiter, like, what do you guys yeah, know? What you, right. What's your popular you just get name? that. So that's that's what I usually order. I don't yeah, care. But my what question was more like you're in a <laughs> random bar and everybody's getting a cocktail and you're peer pressured into getting a cocktail. And it's just like traditional list of regular cocktails. What would you go for? So I can't get anything neat. Yeah, you're you saying, can't get anything like, I can't you have to meat. order. It's a party and they want you to have your first drink as a cocktail and you just have to order something off the menu. Is it a expensive bar or a crappy bar? It, it's uh, medium. Medium. If you press, he's gonna um, order a daiquiri. No, no, usually, he's gonna call Maru. Yeah, <laughs> no, usually, usually, what I end up doing a milkshake. Is, <laughs> well, actually, in terms of Kobayashi Maru, I would just say, hey, uh, yeah, I want to make a cocktail for myself. So, can you just pour? Just give me the bottle. <laughs> give me two glasses, one neat, and then the other glass with uh, like soda water. But I think oh, what I would give me a cocktail. Give me an old fashioned deconstructed. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you what I used to drink a lot in um, when I used to live in New York. I drank uh, Johnny and ginger ale a lot. Which kind of Johnny would it typically be? It would just Black? be a Johnny Red. Johnny okay, Red okay. ginger ale. I wasn't fancy, so Johnny nice. Red. Johnny that's ginger exactly ale. what I was asking, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I would drink. I that's mean, like, if, if I was pressed, yeah. I remember uh, back in the day ordering uh, a 7 and 7. Mm. Seagram 7 and a 7 up. That mm. was uh, not a good drink. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I had that one time. Yeah. It's like a you? gin and tonic. Yeah, <laughs> this is terrible. How about you, Jules? Uh, huh. Well, I mean, yeah, I usually would go for whatever their signature drink is. I remember that's not the question. I don't know. Back in the day, I think I went through a white Russian phase back in the day. I remember probably so after always, watching The Big Lebowski. Yeah, exactly. So I'd always go through that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like old I feel like you would drink daiquiris. I did drink you daiquiris. Drink, oh, wait, I drank a lot more daiquiris back then <laughs> than I, think, I do today. But yeah, I feel like you drink uh, old fashioned in front of us uh, because you're embarrassed. <laughs> but if we weren't there, you'd That's be drinking not, a daiquiri. Yeah, I'm embarrassed drinking like no, a know. crazy cocktail in front of you guys. <laughs> you'd order the uh, the like the Mai Tai with the umbrella. Like, right, right, exactly. Right. The most flair. Probably like Mine was tiki, usually right? the most colorful. <laughs> have the most flair on well here this is that's actually funny because jules do you remember when we were in um prague and we went yeah. to that rorschach bar yes and there's that's no right. menu they just give you uh rorschach cards right and you have to look yeah. at them and say okay i want that one yeah 
and they bring you the drink and yours was like a super fruity drink <laughs> i remember right fruity colorful <laughs> one yeah it was oh fake. yeah they look deep inside my soul man <laughs> <laughs> wow I love that place though. So like, I mean, yeah, it was just all images. Like you had no, and they did say, if you look carefully, like they play some clues as to what was in the drink or in the cocktail. But for the most part, I mean, we tried guessing. I think we got them all wrong anyway. Yeah. I think the only problem with that place is like, you know, obviously when you go the first time, it's got the cool novelty, but I don't know if it has a repeat value, especially if they don't change the drinks that often. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I do it once. I've done it. Yeah. Okay. So guys, are we going to get a Toki highball machine for the curious? public set you think we i'd love try to, to get i'd love one. to have one i'd love to have one and then you know dylan's gonna try to hack it and then yeah. it's gonna fail he's gonna put like george c stag in it instead yeah exactly, exactly that exactly that <laughs> both chambers are filled with george c stag yeah. can you just buy one i mean i, don't I, know, I was trying to i was trying to find out where you could where, yeah i was trying to find out where you could buy them but yeah. i think it's like uh bar supply stuff so I mean, it's interesting because they're saying like so beam some tory like on this punch drink article it's like there's only 75 tokyo highball machines in the united states Wow. Oh, All right, we got to track one Limited, down, yeah. All right, guys, our final article, also about Japan, is that Diageo, who owns Johnny Walker, as you guys know, has acquired a minority stake in a Japanese whiskey producer called Komasa Kanosuke. It's a distillery in Kagoshima, Japan. It was founded in 2017, and they produce uh, sochu for 138 years, but now they're... Wow getting into uh, whiskey and Diageo has taken notice and they made this investment through their incubator program that they have called Distill Ventures. And oh. yeah, should be kind of cool. I think what this means is that they see the writing on the wall that there's space in the market for another premium Japanese whiskey outside of the two big houses. And I think <clears> they're <throat> trying to get a foot in on that. So uh, the products that they sell look pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys looked at their website at all. The so if anyone wants to do it, I mean, Diageo has been- Big enough. Yeah, they're big enough for they sure. They could do it and then it could be successful. If you guys click on that link I sent <clears> you um, to the products page for this distillery, the labeling actually looks very similar to what Dylan wants. It's like a white piece of thing yep. underneath the name and it says like the cask number, the date it was distilled, the date it was bottled, the kinds of casks, oh, wow. whether it's chill filtered, the alcohol percentage, all that stuff. So it's actually very informative labeling. Very transparent. So keep an eye out for this stuff. Cool. I mean... I'm assuming it's going to uh, be hitting the U.S. market at some point in the next couple of years. So yeah, it's pretty amazing that uh, they have like an incubator slash accelerator for these various ventures, right? Well, so, I know which one I'm getting: the World Whiskey Awards 2020 winner. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that gold sticker! <laughs> have you heard of the World Whiskey Awards? Is it? I have not heard of it. <laughs> we talked about it in one of the uh, episodes. Oh, well, I'm sure we've talked about it. Isn't that the one where they only had like three different types? Everything was basically like 1792 or something. Uh, and um, this, I like the, and this the distillery. They need to work <laughs> on their marketing with the, with their new owners because the newborn 2019 it is uh, it's aged for 16 months in bourbon barrels, and this is what they say: they say sea breeze scented newborn <laughs> intensified. Intensified. Please enjoy the mellow and soft quality that has been further intensified from last year's newborn. Uh, I like it, dude. What I are you guess. About? I guess. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey. 
I want to try it. Don't get me wrong. I do. I do too. I'll have to look for it. End of October. Yeah. And they're small bottles. I think they're like, uh, at least the pictures they're using, they're like a 200 milliliter. Oh. So speaking of mm-hmm. Japanese whiskey, have you seen that new Chinese whiskey in that, um, in that funky bottle? No. Oh, no. Funky bottle. Send it to us. I sent it to you guys a long time ago. It's like a five-year whiskey and a decanter. Oh, wow. Oh, it's, like, it's like a fancy decanter. It's a five-year whiskey. It's selling it for $99 in the United States. It, it reminds me of like the um, tater sticker, except the Chinese whiskey is using like the uh, fancy decanter, but the stuff inside is not that great. Oh, like uh, like some of those tequilas, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, it's here it is. I found it. Uh, go Along Five-Year Bourbon Cask Single Malt Whiskey. Hmm. Yeah. So Go Along. Type in G. O-A-L-O-N-G. Go along with our ride. Go along. First Chinese single malt whiskey. Oh, that's a cool bottle. Right. You know the Jules wants it already. Hasn't loaded for me yet. Here, I'll send you the one. Well, what are you on? DSL? I'm on liquor and wine outlets. Click the one I just sent. It's five-year-old bourbon cask single malt. I'm legitimately curious about it. It's Australian malted barley. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. kind of going for a scotch thing, it seems like. with their Whoa. They did the right thing in that instead Whoa. of a tater sticker, they went, what is they went after so this cool. decanter, right? We got to get it. Oh, well, they sell that. it online for $99. So All right, let's do it. <laughs> is it like that other episode <laughs> where uh, Dutch Soul. just buys it <laughs> live on air? I think you cut that, though. No, it was in there. Okay. You put it in there. Where can you buy it? It's on their website? Uh, there's a couple of liquor stores in the United States that sell it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. That looks so cool. Yeah. We so China to, uh... so China has entered the uh, competition. And uh, can they fail? Yes. Since it's like state-sponsored? No. Yeah. I mean, if, if nobody in the U.S. ever buys it? No. It doesn't matter if... It, anyone in the u.s buys it as long as people are buying it in china that's all that matters <laughs> right but is it gonna and they're win? gonna buy it they're gonna buy this dude yeah look but, how much buys you they buy yeah but i remember one of our first podcasts we had jeff on and he was talking about drinking culture in china and how it's more of a punishment thing like that's why the baiju doesn't necessarily taste good this is gonna have to be a cultural shift right now that culture of no, 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 no. I mean, fine whiskey not to just exists. buy it. Whether or not they drink it, different story. Okay. I think they're still right. buying it, dude. But you really think that somebody's going to go to the store and they're not going to buy the $20 Baiju? They're going to buy the Someone must be doing I mean, they do that here, right? Like the bourbon secondary market. I think they're yeah, but you're doing saying, the same like, that, thing that's in taken China. Like 200 years to develop in this country. I don't think that China can do it overnight. I'm just saying. Oh, they can, they can move mountains overnight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them do it. <laughs> okay, I, fair I, point. <laughs> Okay, they're, they're yeah, building the, or they built the they're world's largest wall. Come on. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I saw a video of China literally getting rid of a mountain and like an, an entire mountain. It was gone. So, yeah, definitely that. I mean, and how many and re- stones they moved to build the Great Wall? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a lot of freaking stones. Man. Okay, but recently <laughs> there was a lot of press about China buying an entire distillery from Scotland. You see that? Oh, yeah, they're they're moving it brick by brick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like literally moving distilleries into China so that they can have there's no there's no doubt that it's coming. But the question is, is it going to be any good? And are they going to be able to? Yeah, it's a different story. I I agree with you. A good different story. But like people are going to buy this thing. Yeah, Chinese. My, my question more is it going to win an award at the uh, it, oh, well, yeah. sorry, with Dude, the, everything it's going to win an award. I mean, you already know. <laughs> oh, no, not ours, not the ours. triple golden dragon, dude. And I'm sold. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's a question now. Like, if they go and they buy out like the San Francisco and all the other spirits competitions, and they come to us and they're like, "We want this to be diamond." What's our price? <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. I love uh, that in this fantasy, they're coming to us. Yeah, no. Okay, because so, we we're gonna be the one holding. Dutch, <laughs> Dutch. I, I have an answer for you. I'm gonna say that I am not for sale. <laughs> Wow. Wow. All right. Ronald Reagan in the I'm house. Totally for sale. Um, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> Tear down that wall. Uh, oh my completely gone off this the rails. Is off the rails. Uh, Jules, so wait, please. wait, I have to send a message. If you're if you're out there, I know you're listening. That's stealing our ideas. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, China's I definitely listening. Somebody yeah. there. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't yet, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we got new content up there weekly. We're doing reviews and drink throughs. If you like what we do, want to help us out, be sure to check out Curiosity Private, which is our subscription membership program, also on YouTube. Here early access to review videos and unique content just for you another way to help us out is to buy a t-shirt we'll have a link in the description as always stay safe stay healthy stay curious You know what was funny was that uh, Jeff said after that that told him like everything, everything he said was wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we need to bring that up. Can we bring that up on Jeff and Jules? We should. Yeah, we say, hey, Jeff, uh, I thought you were supposed to represent all of Asia uh, here. <laughs> all of China. <laughs> all of China. Go along. Yeah, go along. Oh, man.